podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me, as always, the founder, CEO, and mama bird of Little Bird Marketing, Priscilla McKinney. Good morning, Priscilla. Good morning. How are you doing back there? I'm great. How are you, Dan? I'm awesome. I've got my coffee. I'm all set to go. It's a beautiful day in uh, Southern California, so I'm excited. Okay, well, you know how normally we talk about marketing? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I and you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of great marketing podcasts out there. Right. And they all talk about such amazing, interesting nuances of current events. And I'll be ding ding, but the most amazing events that happen to me are things that are old. Really? And yeah. <laughs> how, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> I got to, well, because the, the internet is so amazing in that if you go and do a search for something, you know, you start pulling up some things that are, that are relevant, right, to what you're doing, and then some right. things that are just like, why are you giving me a news article from 2007? But inevitably, I'm so used to the search engines being so good that I don't even look at the date and click through things. This happens to me all the time. I don't I don't know why this is. So I'll click through something. It might have to do with that I'm like Googling bizarre stuff, right? Right. If I have a little idea, I just type in those, those keywords and see what comes up. But I ended up across this. I've got to tell you, I'm dying to tell you to read this article to you that I found on the internet this well, week. I just could not wait to podcast. Okay, this came out of, okay, if I just bust up laughing in this, thing, I mean, you're just going to have to give me a minute and fill in, okay? All right, I got so, you. I got your back. Okay, <laughs> this is from china.org.cn, okay. and the title of the piece is... <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me with a suspense here. Okay, sorry. China to curb superfluous talent shows. What? I swear, if I wrote this, somebody would think I'm lying. Okay, I'll read it again. China to curb superfluous talent shows. I'm not joking. To I am totally not joking. That is the, the title. Talent shows. Okay, seriously, I'm going to read this. Like, All right, read the, read the article. Maybe it'll make more sense then. This is from Xinhua. I guess that's how you ca how you pronounce it. July 24th, 2013. Okay, so beginning of last summer, right? Right. China's TV regulator. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to start over. Okay, go ahead. The TV okay. regulator? Yeah, I mean, like... Is that I, like a, a box you attach to your TV? What is that? No, you know this has got to be a guy a guy in like a government-issued jumpsuit. <laughs> Think about him for a minute. Sitting you know. behind his desk and he's got like two stamps, right? One that says <laughs> yay and another that says circle slash. <laughs> oh my gosh, it really makes you wonder what kind of stamps <laughs> the government issues him. I know, good What heavens. do they say? That's a whole other podcast on its own. Okay, okay, I'm going to try and read this. China's TV regulator on Wednesday announced that it is going to cap the number of talent shows focused on singing competitions to prevent such programs from clogging the airwaves this summer. What? Clogging <laughs> the airwaves. Because it's a big pipe, Dan. Well, I know. I was going to say, it's like, it's very limited bandwidth. Oh, so. my gosh. I got to wipe the tears from my eyes right now. Oh, that is too funny. Okay. So, but this apparently is a problem. This is perceived as a problem. Well, what's, and, you know, what's the what's the perceived problem? Well, they're clocking. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep reading. This gets better. Gets All right. Go ahead. I just had this vision that, that their TVs need to have more fiber. Go ahead. <laughs> You know, Metamucil. Right. TVs. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The State General Administration of Press, Publication, Radio, Film, and Television said in a news release to Xinhua that satellite broadcasters should stop investing in any new singing competition shows. Shows that have already been produced but have not yet aired should be aired 
oh, I'm sorry, should not be aired until after the summer vacation. And series currently being aired should be aligned with different schedules. <laughs> My gosh, all I could think of when I read that was that this guy, what is it his thing to decide what people are going to watch in the summer? But I tell you, I would put money down that this guy has a teenager at home and all she's doing is watching these stupid shows. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I, I just got this vision of a clockwork orange where the guy's tied to the chair with his eyelids <laughs> held open and forced to watch TV. I know. Well, I mean, I don't think they have many channels there and I'm not trying to make massive assumptions, although I just did. <laughs> there's a TV regulator for crying out loud. Right. Of course, this is satellite. So people have this satellite TV. When they say that they're encouraging them and he's in a government issued suit, I don't right. know how much encouragement should be put in quotes. I don't, I don't know. I, I just I just think there's doors being kicked in and guns in tow. Uh, what well, I'm I, seeing. I do think the mafia encouraged a lot of people to do yes. a lot of this. <laughs> okay. Well, I swear so they sounds- want... So if I'm hearing this story correctly, so what they're trying to say is they want to limit the amount of singing slash talent competitions. Right. Until right. after the summer vacation. Why? Why? I mean, what an arbitrary... I know. I would think that at least over the summer vacation, that'd give them something to watch. Do they want them just to stay at home in the evenings during school? Or I don't know. It's like a PTO came together and made some mass ask of the state, please stop this while our kids are home on vacation. <laughs> yes, exactly. Maybe okay. it's actually the parents that are just being driven nuts. Oh my gosh. No, wait. I I gotta read more. It okay, there's better. more. There's more. Okay, the administration, here's the answer to what you just asked me. The administration said the move is meant to prevent the homogenous development of TV programs and provide audiences with diversified choices, as this year saw a remarkable surge in such talent shows. Okay, this is wow. my favorite line here. Okay. I need like some kind of dun dun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Also, according to the news release, broadcasters are urged to be thrifty in program production to avoid ostentation and sensationalism in accordance with the current frugality campaign initiated by central authorities. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, there are so many phrases in here I am going to use on a daily basis now. First of all, how do you, if you're doing a voice or superfluous talent show, how do you avoid ostentation and sensationalism? Right. That's what the whole program is about. That's the whole thing. That's the whole marketing ploy right there. <laughs> you know you know that those people on America's Got Talent or The Voice or all these shows or whatever, you know that some of those applications were not that bad. Right. I mean, come on. You know, right. and that they just air those for, you know, especially when the season starts. Let's do of American course. Idol. Let's, let's see the really horrible ones. I, mean, I think it's one of the first years of American Idol. And literally, he asked the person when they finished, do you take voice lessons? And she was like, oh, yes, yes, I do. Who do you, who do you take voice lessons from? And he, she gave a name. And then he says, how much do you pay? And then <laughs> she told him, and he goes, do you have a lawyer? <laughs> yes, I remember that. I remember, remember that. that one? I mean, that was like, I don't know, we're reaching back 12 years here or something. I know. I, that just cracked me up. You need to call your lawyer and sue that instructor. <laughs> well, here's the phrase that stuck out for me in that whole thing was the frugality campaign. Hey, oh my gosh, I love this. The frugality campaign in accordance with the current frugality campaign. I have a friend who likes to say this phrase. In accordance with the prophecy, blah, 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 right? Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, my gosh. And 
now I have one to get back at her in accordance with the current frugality campaign. <laughs> yes, I'm going to ask you to pick up the check. <laughs> you know, on on Top Gear, uh, Jeremy is apt to say, because of the unique way that the BBC is funded, this pen doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and that I, that's my new line now. In accordance with the current, when my when my staff asks me for a raise, well, in accordance with the current frugality, frugality campaign. <laughs> I'm going to have to deny that. You have to do that. You have to use that. Oh now, wait, who was the – go back and tell me who the frugality campaign was set up by. By central authorities. I oh, love good Lord. I to remain nameless. I know. By central <laughs> authority. I'm serious. I should think of a campaign where we could, like, put out, like, press releases like this. You oh, know? that would be awesome. I mean, oh, my gosh. That's i got to think on that a little bit. So, I mean, that is, I'm going to read that last, that last sentence here. Also, according to the news release, broadcasters are urged to be thrifty in program production and to avoid ostentation and sensationalism in accordance with the current frugality campaign initiated by central authorities. I suppose I should say it for effect with a serious Orwellian voice and, right. as opposed to laughing. But I, I, I know. Because <laughs> oh, it does God. sound fairly ominous. I mean... It does. It's What's like, going to happen if they don't comply? You are outside the frugality campaign. <laughs> I bet that's what the stamp says. It probably does. <laughs> it's a big red bar that says you are outside the frugality campaign. Please come to central authority. It's like a, dr a Judge Dredd sort of thing. So oh, my gosh. I, I, that's awesome. hilarious. This is totally awesome. So here's what, like, this is how it ends. Many satellite broadcasters have jumped on the singing competition bandwagon since the first season of The Voice of China, <laughs> a singing competition that Zhejiang Satellite TV aired last summer, achieved huge commercial success and popularity. Okay, I'm That's a brilliant gonna... name, by the way. It's very original. Oh, it's totally original. The Voice of China. Are yes. you serious? <laughs> where Where were the uh, central authorities when they started that? Know. You know that idea from Hello, the Voice. Right. Exactly. I think I think central authority. Well, I, I guess they don't have a central uh, stolen idea <laughs> organization. No. no, no. There's no There's no department for that. No, apparently because, not. Because. That would require another stamp, and in accordance with the frugality, <laughs> they can't buy it. We can't afford that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be next year's budget. Oh, my gosh. It, listen, if I started the voice of Joplin next week before I could, I mean, before I could have a line queued up in front of my business to try out, oh. I would be sued. Yeah, you'd, you'd be sued before you even wrote the idea down on paper. Hmm. I might you, get sued there would be this people podcast. on your central authority would be on your doorstep. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. This I walked away from this. I was like, as a marketer, the whole thing just disturbed me so much. Like they just totally stole a concept and intellectual property right. from the voice. Right. And I mean, it, and that just makes me, just gives me a lot of empathy, I guess, for people who manufacture products and do all these kinds of things and they turn around and there's a knockoff. Yes, Fashion absolutely. designers have had to deal with that forever. And then you got furniture. I mean, just all these things. And I, I'm an ideas company. So my inventory is ideas. Right, right. So someone just, you, you, once you say it out there, it's out of your mouth, anybody can take that and bring it to life. And that just frightens the hell out of me. The voice of China. We're going to have Little Bird Marketing Beijing you know, tomorrow. Right. That's right, or China Idol. <laughs>
we could have a whole other show of ideas. I think so. I think that, I think that could be uh, the oh. new... Uh, we should start a, a shopping channel for all of the knockoffs. Oh, my gosh. Well, now, that, that, brings me, that brings me to a really interesting question, since we're talking about, you know, intellectual properties and, and, and stolen ideas. And so, has that ever happened to you? Well, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I can, I'll, I'll tell you a crazy story. But, you know, to me, it's just like what, what I leave with is just this audacity. Uh, it, we, they didn't even try to hide it. Right. It, it was very like blatant. The singing voice of China or something. No, right. it's the voice. I mean, it's like so bold. Before I get into marketing, I guess I kind of think, wait, let's let's be fair. I mean, we did steal the idea of democracy from someone, right? <laughs> <Wasn't it the laughs> that <French>? is true. <laughs> that is true, we did. <laughs> well, they didn't seem to mind, though, now that I think about it. They did say thank you. Right. Well, they said merci, whatever. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But you know what's funny? They gave us the Statute of Liberty, right, right for helping them with their revolution. So I guess they did say thank you. Yeah, it was a, it was a thank you gift. Well, we planted it in New York Harbor. That's pretty prominent. I guess that's a sufficient you're welcome. Wait, was was the Statue of Liberty made in China? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, mean, I thought maybe they knocked it off and sent us the copy. They kept the original in the museum and sent us the knockoff. Well, I'm sure there's knockoffs all over there. But, you know, who knows? Maybe You know, we think the French said thank you, but maybe that's their ultimate French sarcasm. Like, thanks a lot. Yeah, it, right. It's Stupid. Like... <laughs> Stupid statue we've been trying to get rid of for years. <laughs> exactly. No one else wanted it. Oh, my gosh. The lady with I... horns on her head. We couldn't give that to the Russians. Well, <laughs> well, it's like, take our idea, this idea of democracy. It's such an American thing. Take our idea. Make it bigger. Make it better. Whatever. Here's right. a stupid lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. Maybe we thought they were saying thank you, but all along, you know, they were like, it's like, the big middle finger or something. Maybe it could have been like a Trojan horse. Maybe that's where we got some of these uh, diseases from or something. Well, you know, we're making fun of this whole China thing, but who's to say that the voice of China isn't better than the American voice? You know, that's true. Well, and who's to say that they really didn't license the name? Right. Because we don't know that, but we're assuming that they didn't because it's called the voice of China. Right, right. Well, yeah, and yeah, there's nothing next to it in this particular press release that... Like a TM or... (laughs) Right, as licensed by the FCC. Right. <laughs> no, nothing like that. So you're right. In all fairness, I don't know. I've completely plucked a piece of irrelevant, not even current, but very old event from the Internet. Right. <laughs> this is very irresponsible of me, but very funny. No? Irresponsible, but funny, yes. Yes, absolutely. exactly. You know, I have to be so careful. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm in Joplin, Missouri. There's just every time you turn around, a phrase of this, a, a look, a feel, are we, we're very conscious of it and we're very careful. You know, you can turn around and, you know, you'll get sued for something. Central authority is not that far away. <laughs> so anyway, you asked me if someone stole an idea from me. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a client who came to me. I'll keep names out of it, but they're an insurance company. Okay. And they wanted to talk with me about social media. Oh. And at that time, I was really the only one in town doing any social media, which just tells you more about, you know, our town than anything. And this was, I don't know, three or four years ago. So he calls me up there. I drive, I drive up to see him 30, 40 minutes there, but he's very respected. And there's a bunch of us standing in the hallway. I meet him and he's like, hey, let's go sit in my office. Hello, hello, you know, all the introductions. And I said to him, Mr. So-and-so, it's my understanding. I've driven here this morning to talk with you about a Facebook account for your agency. And I just out of total respect for you, and I don't mind having driven here, but we could either 
sit down and talk for a half an hour about why you should not have a Facebook page or you should just believe me and I, I can leave and I won't take any offense to it or whatever, but I can explain it to you. Nobody wants to follow insurance. And he was like, okay, <laughs> he's like, well, let's sit down and talk about some other things. So we ended up, you know, having an amazing conversation and I obviously ended up working for him and I called him back like two weeks later and told him, I said, you know what? I lied. You could have a Facebook page, but it can't be the such and such insurance company Facebook page. What came out of the meeting was that they are so involved in the community. They give back to the community. He's a very generous person, and he doesn't really like, he's not, ostent, what was it, ostentatious and sensational. Yes. <laughs> and so he had done a lot of great things in the community. He's uncomfortable in some ways with making it public, but it was just, he's just doing what he feels is right to do, right? So I called him back and I said, well, why don't we make it a little bit more public, not necessarily for your recognition, but how about we make it a little easier for the local the local charities to interact with you and see the great things you do and for you to give them the real help that they need? And he's like, okay, keep talking. Mm. So we ended up coming up with this, this dome, right? And I don't want to really give that, I guess, well, I, I don't think it matters, but it's this company has their Facebook pages, the Mega Fan Dome. And oh, interesting. we got one of those huge inflatable domes and just branded it with their company name. And it's expensive. It's, you know, several thousand dollar investment. Right, right. But I was always getting requests from charities around town, like they're having an event, a race, a this, a that, you know, they and the people that are volunteering are standing out in the sun baking to death. And they always want to rent a tent to put things under, to do oh. a charity event, but they can't afford it, right? So I said, well, why don't you guys, you guys can afford it. Why don't you buy something that all the local charities need and you let them use it for free? And it's got their name on it. So it's, it's like name on it, you know, product placement. yeah, I had to talk them into it, but I'm like, but it, that's, that fair is fair. I mean, and they go, they, they're so awesome. They're such a great staff and they, they send somebody out there with it. They will, I mean, they do everything. They come deliver it. They put it up. They take care of it. They put it away. Basically the charity comes in, does their thing and leaves. I'm like, what a cool support. So this mega fandom, it's available to all these charities. Why don't we have a Facebook page so that this company's mega fandom, and I'm just going to go ahead and say the company at this point. I think everybody's going to figure it out. But the company is Bindick. So Bindick's Facebook page is facebook.com backslash the mega fandom. Oh, and so nice. you can follow the dome around the area what is the good that the dome is doing in there? Right, 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 right. And right. what it does is then we use it. It's so funny. We don't use it to highlight the insurance company. We use it to highlight all of the great things that people are doing in the community for the for the good of the community. Which is tied back to the insurance company yeah. by by product placement. Exactly, exactly. But in wow. a very classy way. You know, that's a, really that's a great strategy. Yeah, and they, so then we've grown it. Where now they give away grants, community grants. People can be nominated and win. They'll put up uh, $10,000 a year. I mean, to give to, the idea is don't start something new. Support great things that people are already doing. Right. Right, which I love it because so many times people come to us and we want to start something brand new. Why? There's so many amazing things going on out there, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I am not joking after we launched that whole campaign and that all this stuff on Facebook, no joke, three weeks later, a regional bank is doing 90% of the same thing. No. I am not joking. I could not believe the audacity of someone to go pull. And obviously, they had a little nuance to it or something. And, you know, you kind of think it's like, okay, flattery, that's that's nice. But I, I just don't get the audacity that someone has of just 
taking that, that obviously taking an idea and completely repurposing it. I guess I, that's just not what I want to do, you know, with my life. I don't want to go take someone's idea and change it 10%. I want to come up with an idea and really flesh it out. But what I'm saying is that like China, that story, it was just kind of brought that thought up to me about how difficult it is with ideas. And when people want to knock things off so quickly, do your own thing, man. Right. <laughs> you know, and and it would be such a better a better place because you know more ideas and more proliferation of things. And it's I'm, I'm not also saying that as if like I said we we of course we build on stuff. Of course we like, hey sure. that's a great idea. Let's make it better. But to really just take it in a way that is so uh, such an affront to a designer or a creative to to just really really steal it. You know, I just don't see it different. People are always trying to knock off even like style. I get it. Oh, dress a little bit more like this, or I like this look or, but that, I mean, that's what designers want, right? They, they, they they traipse down a a runway with a particular look because they do want emulation, but they would like emulation and thinking, I really love that. I'll go buy it from you. If you look at the movie industry, I remember a while back, like this probably 10, 15 years ago, a movie would come out, let's say Armageddon. Uh-huh. And there would be eight other disaster movies about asteroids right. trying to hit the Earth. Right. And then it would be, you know, some sort of teenage weird science kind of thing. And then there'd be like five or six of those. So it seems like there's this need to piggyback off of someone else's success right. to try to make your own name. And I mean, I get it. I, you want to ride a trend. but Right. Yeah, but, that's uh, kind of trendy, though. It's just like I, it, there's also that kind of fatigue. It's like how many more vampire movies can we have? Oh, good heavens. Vampire stories or whatever it, it right. is. But, yeah, I mean, there's always there's always going to be that. Personally, I don't really ever need to imagine another Hollywood actor as the president of the United States again in, in my particular lifetime. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, people aren't blind. Right. People know, oh, hey, that guy, he was the, the Megadome. Or, right, you know, right. Yeah. And, and now this is like the super mega dome right. <laughs> from a bank or something. You know, I, I think people get that, but it's right. but it's it's one of those things where you, it, it still is irritating. It's like that thorn in your foot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, come on, really? Yeah. Yeah. Super mega dome, please. Right. Listen, I'm going to go pull any of these other outdated, non-current events that I think are funny, and we'll talk about a few of them. But I don't know how I got to a marketing point out of that. I just thought this was the most hilarious press release I've seen in ages, and I only wish I had written this. But obviously, I would not have gotten the stamp of approval had I written it. So No. Well... Well, Priscilla, in accordance with the current frugality campaign, we've reached the end of our podcast because we don't want to clog the bandwidth of the Internet with superfluous verbiage. Right. Well, I hope that the central authorities will allow me to podcast again. Well, listeners, we would love to hear from you about experiences you've had with people either stealing or borrowing or manipulating your ideas. So you can always leave us a comment on our Facebook page, on the Little Bird website, or wherever you've downloaded this podcast from. Well, Priscilla, thank you again for for, for bringing that amazing story to the table. I, I really hope you will find more and bring them back. You're welcome, I guess, but I won't send you a Statue of Liberty for things. No, please don't. Please don't send me a Statue of Liberty or a Statue of Liberty. Whatever, whatever you send me, uh, just make it a check. That'll be fine. Okay. So, listeners, we hope that you'll join us again for the next Little Bird podcast. And for the Little Bird Marketing Company, the home of cage-free thinking, this is Dan Ledbetter along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.